Hey everybody, welcome to GSC Friday. I'm your host, Dean Sage. We're back with the normal crew. I've got Brendan, I've got Dakota, and uh, we've got we've got a lot to talk about, actually. But uh, let's just, just check in, because Dakota, it's, it's been a couple of weeks since we heard from you. Has anything uh, monumentally amazing happened? Have you discovered the cure to cancer or uh, the infinite source of Chipotle and bottoming, anything like that? Um, not that I can think of. How you been though? What's uh, what's been up? I mean, you had you had quite a you had a little bit of a like an ups and downs there. You made your announcement. We worked on that video. What's been like the reaction so far? Um, it's been kind of mixed. Um, a lot of people have been saying that I was using it for attention, which is complete bullshit. Why would someone use HIV for attention? But yeah, I think there's a lot of better ways to get attention. I mean, you kind of found out how to do that, like, you know, dicks and butts and things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but no, I mean, I've gotten a lot of support and a lot of love and a lot of messages from people who are going through the same thing. And so, uh, we'll, we'll all go ahead and link the, the video that I referenced in case you haven't seen it. Naked Sword posted a little blog post and a little video that Dakota shot and I helped to edit for him. Um, so that'll be in the show notes for you. I thought it was a really good statement. Um, so I was really proud of you for doing that. I know how difficult that can be so kudos for that and and guess what it's his birthday on sunday Ooh, that's exciting so you guys actually wait are you the same sign or have we just passed the marker no um my sign actually ends three days after my birthday oh okay so you guys aren't sign buddies what is your sign dakota i'm a taurus oh that explains everything now yeah yeah fuck off (laughs) Just, all the way off i'm just no i'm just saying that you've you know you're kind of bullish and you're horny that's all uh, yeah okay yeah yeah no that makes sense so uh what anything fun for your birthday coming up you're gonna go and party hardy or because you're in the middle of nowhere so like what can you actually do yeah. um i mean mainly i'm working in the morning and then oh that's um, an amazing birthday party that's a good idea oh, yeah that's okay and then i'm and then I'm hanging out with a friend, probably drinking. So. Well, I was going to say, uh, Brendan, for his birthday, plans everything, taxi drives everyone around, and then passes out. So, mm-hmm. you know. I still got drunk. I know. I said you passed out. <laughs> well, judging me. Anyway, well, no, one's, no one's judging You're you. You're judging. Well, no one's judging. I heard. I feel very I heard, I heard all the tea from everyone whenever you had your parties in New York, so. What? <laughs> what does it even mean i'm just messing with you okay that and new york boys probably do talk about you a lot i would guess well anyway so if you're if you're out there in the Twitterverse, make sure on sunday that you wisp 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 wish our dear dakota a happy birthday um he's he's becoming a sexy man now i think you you might officially have to stop being a twink like in the next five minutes or something Oh my God! Well, I'm all for that. Um, well, speaking speaking of twinks growing up, uh, today's show is sort of dedicated to Brent Corrigan in a way, because um, there's just a lot of stuff going on, and uh, he's definitely like at the center of all of it. Um, so I'll fess up first. Um, Brent is probably the first porn star's name that I actually knew. Like, and I, Brendan's giving me this look like, I don't know if it's judgmental or just, you know. Just, I didn't know his name until this morning or this <laughs> afternoon when you told me his name. So I guess, I guess it is a little bit of like a it, bookends of the generation thing. Um, um, Dakota, I'm assuming that since you've been in porn for a while, like the name has come up before. Oh, yeah. Um, have you ever, I mean, have you ever met him? Like, have you ever actually gotten, like been in the same room with him or anything? Yes. 
what was your opinion? What was your, like, your impression? And I'm not, I'm not asking for like all sorts of shade and tea, but I'm just, I'm just curious because everyone seems to have sort of a different encounter with him when they meet. Um, I mean, when I met him, he was, he was a little much. <laughs> now, was it, um, was it like a porn party? Was it at a party of any kind? It was at like an event for porn. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. So the diva, the diva yeah. was in full swing probably. Yeah. 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 Well, actually Just, it's, it's kind of funny because, um, uh, Brendan actually knows a producer that filmed a movie that Brent was in called Judas Kiss, which is actually a really great movie. Um, Blue or was it Blue Serif Productions? Is that the name of the company? I believe so. Yeah, Blue Serif Productions. It's a little indie film company, um, and they make about a movie every every year or two. And they made uh, Judas Kiss, which was actually really really good. Um, and if you're familiar with Canadian actors or the show Continuum, uh, there was one of the the lead actor, the young actor, was actually one of the stars of the Continuum show on on uh, Sci-Fi for a while. Um, so, I mean, they, they work with some, some major talent. So Brent under his real name, Sean Paul Lockhart was in this movie and, uh, we got a chance to sit down, uh, to talk with the producer of that one time for, for a breakfast, which was kind of fun. Just Brendan and I, um, and a mess. well, we, yeah, we'll get into that later. It was runny. <laughs> it was a spilly runny mess. Um, but no, you know, so Brent, Brent, Sean is actually a very talented individual who I think has just a lot, a lot of shit has gone down. So if you're not familiar with the story or why it's in the news, so uh, this all revolves around James Franco, who we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about as well. But uh, the movie King Cobra just came out. It just premiered uh, at, at the film festival. And uh, it, it is about the murders that sort of surrounded Brent uh, earlier in his career. So there was Cobra Video, uh, and the owner of that was killed by two other producers in order, they said, to get Brent out of his contract because they wanted to shoot with him. It's a whole big mess. Actually, uh, Eli Lewis uh, was on a reality version of the story um, that aired a few months ago, and they replay a, a couple times uh, on. I think it's. A, I think it airs on uh, on Oxygen. If you want to catch up okay. with some some more details of the story, it's. I mean, it's sorted. It's messy, and this sort of leads me to my fir- my first question, which is: Why are we so obsessed with like murder and killing? I mean, there's been serial, which apparently launched podcasts for anyone that didn't know about podcasts like us before that, you know, and then there's like Netflix did like a whole how to make a murder thing or how to kill somebody and get a, I, what, what's that show on Netflix? Does anybody know this title? No, I know that there's a show on ABC called how to get away with murder. Well, that's a good show. Yeah. We like that one. I don't know about, I don't really watch. I hate criminal shows and like, I hate interesting. Getting, okay. Yeah, I don't really like it. Dakota, what about you? Do you like, do you like like the real life drama crime stuff? Why do you think that we're no. so obsessed? Like, well, why do you think we're so obsessed with it right now? What is it about crime and real life and biopics? that's like driving the world right now. Um, I just think people love drama. I mean, that is true. That well, is but true. It's called, it's to make a murderer. Is that the one or, on, on Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, something like that. Now, so um, I gave it I gave it a couple of episodes, but I just I got bored with it. I don't know. Is it really a new thing though? Because what do you mean? I mean, when I was a little kid, I know that my like grandparents stayed up watching those. Uh, I don't even know what the channel like unsolved was. mysteries or something. Yeah, like those kind of things. Yeah, and I oh, guess I love Go I love those things. I mean, there's an entire network ID. I love that's true. that oh, network. Was that I something? Was that something before that? Because I know that there was like a crime network, but I don't know. It wasn't called like the crime network. It was well, it was Court TV. 
There was court TV, but that doesn't exist anymore. No, that was like that was the the height of the O.J. Simpson fame was kind of their their heyday. Yeah. So my grandparents would constantly watch like court TV and like all these like murder mysteries and like all that fun jazz. Okay, so it's not a new thing, and I guess like if you want to go back in the history of journalism, like a current affair sort of started all of this with like sensationalizing stories. But what I find kind of interesting is that like Hollywood loves to go back, and it's like been obsessed with like biopics for the last like three or four years. I mean, we had Stephen Hawking. We had um, the Danish girl more recently. Uh, we've got the King Cobra stuff. Like Dakota, like, do you think that we like want to retell history? Cause I mean, that's the problem that a lot of people have with the biopics is that it's not really true, you know, or they, they sensationalize things. Like, is it like, is it our new form of like spoken history or something? No, I think what it is is that we're just losing all the creativity Mm. All of the creative people coming up with original stuff. So we have to pick from history and try to make that interesting again. Well, Hollywood is really, really afraid of anything that like doesn't have a built-in audience and a thousand, you know, book sales and watch well, not like more exactly. like a hundred thousand book sales, but yeah. So, well, I mean, so Brendan, like has reality ever called you? Like, cause I mean, obviously reality TV is sort of a new thing that's everywhere. Like, as a, as a gay boy, like, do you find yourself drawn to the real drama sort of thing? No, I don't. I never even watched The Real World. I've never watched. I don't watch reality television. The only reality television show that I've actually watched is Jersey Shore. I don't know why I liked it, but that's literally like the only real reality show that I liked. Now, does Drag Race count as reality, though? Because you watch that. Oh, I guess that is reality. I don't, really, I don't you, really like it for the drama stuff, though. I like it for to see who's like, like the contest part. Yeah, Dakota, what do you think? Do you, do you think that we should count stuff like the contest shows as reality shows? I mean, they they call it that, but you know what? What do you think? No, I think they're reality shows um, because some people, you know, they're not actually showing their true selves. They're just you know putting on a show. For right, right. Making, purposes. making the dramas. I'm just there for the outfits and the makeup. I just want to see which queen does it the best. I, I'm not, I don't care about all that background shit. <laughs> I don't go watch Untucked and all that jazz. But just, oh, I love Untucked. Why? Tell me why. What What is it about that? Because you you get more of a sense of who the queens are. Like you get it. It's a more intimate like feeling you get whenever you watch untucked do you i mean does this kind of translate to why porn stars do really well on twitter like because people want like inside you know they always like i always i always get stuff that says inside a porn star well a lot of people do want inside a porn star um i think you've been inside a porn star they they want to relate more with them right so do you do you think that that sort of like that desire for connection. I mean, not, not that it's a new thing, but do you think that technology has sort of allowed it and maybe perpetuated it? So now the media is reflecting it back to us or something. Oh, absolutely. Well, this brings us to James Franco. Cause this guy's an interesting guy. I assume that Brendan, you know who James Franco is. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. All right. Um, let's start with the first thing. Dakota, is he hot? Is he attractive? To me? No, not really. What about you, Brendan? It depends. Like on his role or uh, like as a per- like as a person like outside of the media? It depends on the role and the way that he portrays himself because sometimes I'm like, you're just not, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes he is kind of like disgusting. 
Okay, so it's like per, for you personality and 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 the modus operandi of his. Okay, yeah. See, because it's it's interesting to me because like if we if we break down him like as a as a body, right? I mean, he's fit. He you know is in the age range. He's all those kind of things. But he is sort of a very interesting and dichotomous figure. Now, um, he has made this is obviously not the first gay thing that he's done, and he's done some. I don't know how to put it, but sort of like almost like try to blur the lines. So like uh, if you haven't seen Interior Leather Bar, um, they sold it as a continuation of a Pacino movie from the 70s where they actually cut out a scene in a leather bar for the censors. So he, Pacino was undercover going to a gay bar to catch a crook. And apparently there's the footage was so racy or whatever uh, that it couldn't be shown. And so it was lost. It was, you know, d- not cared for, deleted, whatever. Um, so... James Franco set out to like reshoot it, but the movie that he made was actually a documentary about how the lead actor who was straight dealt with basically doing softcore gay porn. And it was really interesting watching James Franco like interact with the material because now he says he's a little gay. I'm putting quotes around that. Um, well, he said he's homo romantic. Right. Right. So, and and we kind of talked about that. I forget who was on the podcast. Chris Crocker. It was Chris Crosser. We talked about uh, homo Crosser. Chris. Oh my lord. <laughs> Chris Cross. Chris, Chris Cross. You don't um, It's like Baba Wawa. Okay. So the point Baba. is the <laughs> the point is that uh, like you know it's it, it's we talked we've talked about this many times before how blend, definitions are blending and things. But Dakota, like, do you think and do you kind of feel like Franco is using the movies as a way to sort of explore himself and you know through the art form? Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, he did, whenever he did the movie, um, the biopic about him being a poet, um, and he gave, he gave the person a blowjob in the car, um, he actually said that he wanted to practice giving a real blowjob. Like, he would practice on the, on the synthetic penis, or the prosthetic penis, all the time. To like perfect giving the ultimate blowjob. I, I don't know why you would do that, but okay, that's called well, method acting. I get well, but, especially because like I'm sure that there would have been like ten guys in a row saying, "I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> um, I will help you." <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, it's it's an interesting thing because I mean, actors do go through a lot, and in some ways, actors do kind of need to be like into a lot of different things in order to, you know, create the emotional space to make a realistic character, yada, yada, yada. Brendan, you kind of like, you know, obviously like Dakota, you have an interest in acting. Like how far do you think you would go for a role or, you know, to, to get into a part? Um, well, I've read about like, well, not read, like there was like a video about Leonardo DiCaprio getting ready for roles. And I was like, that seems a little extreme. He does, he would go places and like, I don't, there's something like he slept inside of a dead animal. Oh, for the Revenant. Yeah. He did some massively massive stuff to get ready for that movie. Yeah. I don't know if I could go that far. Dakota, are you method? What's your, what's your sort of take on acting and portraying characters? Um, I think it depends on the character. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I consider myself a method actor. Well, like, let's let's say that we are going to pull you completely out of your comfort zone. So, like, you know, we, we need you to play, I don't know, 
what a, a straight married okay yeah, yeah there we go straight a straight married man um who <laughs> is insanely good at uh cunnilingus like how far would you go to make that role your own like do could you know would you would you be out there trying it is that sort of something that you would see yourself you know trying to embody in order to get this you know part right absolutely so you know i i'd probably you know change my daily routine you know try to try to get into the mind of a straight male who's married as a family whatever um probably try and talk and interview other people and see what their perception or perspective is on it um you know dig in now this leads me to my kind of big point here which is it's in the movie king cobra i don't believe they have a single gay man in in one of the leading roles um, apparently they have some in the su- supporting roles, right, Brendan? Cause yeah. you, you know, one of the actors. Yeah. Um, uh, so, no. oh, so they, I mean, they, they have, they have gay men in supporting roles, but they hired basically four cis white straight men to play pretty iconic gay men at this point. I mean, it, it'll be sort of in the, the penny dreadfuls of, of the eras to come, but this is sort of the, this is the highest sorted gay details. Um, I'm just curious, like, what is it about the you know the, the the whole process that makes people want to cast someone who isn't actually that part? Brendan, like, do you do you think it was all about the money? Do you think it was all about well, we just got to have big names in order to sell this? It wasn't indie film, or do you think that we're almost afraid to see like authenticity, or we like to see the voyeurism of a straight man doing something gay? I mean, I don't know how to I don't know what to say about it. I'm not really sure. I wasn't really following this movie whatsoever. But like uh, we, they I, do this all the time. This is not the only. This is not the only time that this has happened. So why do you think, like, they, I mean, I think I hope that they just casted the people that they thought were best for the roles. So went for acting talent. Yeah. Okay, Dakota, would you agree, or what do you think? Do you do you think there's more to it? No, I totally agree. I mean, why else would you put straight men in supporting role or in in a movie if they're playing gay? Obviously, they can pull off a gay character better than a gay person can. Hmm. Okay. All right. I don't know that I would necessarily agree with that. Cause I think, I think that there are quite a few gay actors. I, I know two of them talking to them. Um, but of course you guys aren't massive headliners. So I mean, yeah, but did we try out for the roles? No. Do they even offer the roles? Do they even cast or do they even take the casting calls out and try to find gay men that could play the parts? I mean, well, I don't, it's an I indie don't know. Film, I mean, yeah. sure. I'm sure they probably did if it was an indie film. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is, and this is sort of, this is the, this is the thing I find very fascinating about James Franco is that like, he's very much into the world, you know, the, the gay culture and, you know, he's, he's definitely obviously interested in it and he finds himself part of it, but, and I'm not, I'm not calling him out or anything. I'm just, it's curious that um, like, this is the second time that he's sort of found a straight man to play an iconic, you know, gay type character. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's just, an, it's sort of an interesting thing that's going on. And of course it, it leads on to other things like um, they, you know, Hollywood tends to recast uh, persons of color into white people and then claim box office. So, you know, the gods of Egypt, uh, uh, the Exodus movie. And of course, most recently um, we had the, uh, the ghost in a shell debacle. Now I and I love a lot of the actors that they do cast. I do think they're good actors, but it's it is it is an interesting thing. I think we all need to maybe consider that it's time to maybe allow 
people who aren't on the headlines to get the chance to be on the headlines. I don't know. Um, but you know, I don't know. Uh, so the, the last sort of part of, of, of this that I wanted to get into a little bit, and obviously, um, none of us have seen the movie cause it's only premiered at the festivals and stuff. Um, but I'm really kind of curious, like, um, what the ultimate dream, you know, uh, role like pairing would be. So Dakota, I want to go to you first. So like, if we were to, you know, make a very sordid, fun movie, um, and you don't even have to cast yourself, but like what hot actors, you know, would you like to see go too far, quote unquote, in a sex scene in some sort of uh, indie film? Like in a gay sex scene? Well, I mean, yeah, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be. But I think that's that's one of the things that's coming out of the, the press releases is that the actors, you know, took it to new levels. They pushed the limits. And I'm putting quotes around all of those. So like... If uh, if this is going to become a thing in Hollywood, I'm just kind of curious who you would cast in a dream sequence, you know, in like a dream scene uh, for some some hot simulated sex or maybe hot almost sex. Um, I definitely go with Zac Efron. Yeah. OK. I mean, seeing seeing his his ass and everything in uh, that awkward moment. Yeah, that was uh, a pretty that was pretty nice. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I don't know where Justin Timberlake went, but he is such a good actor too. But yeah, would you put the two of them together? Oh yeah. Okay. How? uh, Like who? Who does what? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. You just want to roll just roll around in the sheets so we see the butts. Absolutely. I mean, watching Justin Timberlake in Friends with Benefits, I was like, oh my god. Wow. Okay. I really liked. Wait, I don't remember the name of the actor. He was in Twilight. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Kel- no, Kel- no, Taylor Lautner. Kellen Lutz. Oh, Kellen Lutz. Yeah. Is? And I would still say Zac Efron. So okay, so we have we have two Efrons. Well, I mean, it, it, he is a pretty man. He is definitely a pretty man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and I think that's kind of interesting. I was talking with Jackson last week. Like both of us, like we actually find it sexier to not have like all the close up like weird porn shots. Like it's actually sexier to kind of concentrate on other parts of the body. So in some cases, like I have found like some short films that are highly erotic and way hotter than I actually prefer if they wear like 10 layers of clothing, um, like a little thing over their face. Like you just like princess in the pea. Like I know you're hard, but but I can't really feel it. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about the imagination. I'm imagining. Um, okay, so so we you both Brandon, have what was you saying? Brendan Jones. I said Brendan Jones. Sex life, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ten layers of clo- clothing, and you have to be three rooms away. Oh, that's like mind fucking literally. Um, so I, like this is sort of an interesting trend though in, in in the films, and I'm really curious like where we would be able to take it in the future. Like obviously, I obviously I have some ideas. Um, if you guys haven't, if I haven't talked about it enough on the podcast, like I, I love the idea of like crossing over indie films and erotica into finding sort of like a middle ground. And in fact, um, we might have some really interesting news next week on that front. So you should definitely stay tuned to my Twitters and things because stuff's happening. Um, but, um, like Brendan, if you were to, um, make, you know, sort of, a a, a film, you know, like a, 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 or a TV series or something, would you want to see sexuality displayed, you know, very frankly, or would you want to see it sort of 
in that sort of omitted aversion, you know, kind of like here and there, like where, where's that line for you that you like to see the sex or not see the sex? Um, I think it would depend whether the sex actually drove the story. Like was important. I don't want, I don't want just sex for the sake of sex. And I feel like that's actually what a lot of Hollywood movies do is they throw in some boobs or some dick or well, not dick or some boobs or some ass to like, Like, I actually, like, we were talking about earlier, how to get away with, how to get, I said it again, how to get away with murder. Um, there's the sex scenes that happen in that actually drive the story. Right. They're integral. They're part of it. Yeah. So yeah, sex, obviously sex for sex sake is, is silly. I, I think anything for anything's sake might be silly. Dakota, what do you think? Like where, where would you like to see, you know, let's pretend there's no censors and, and, and no Puritans. Like what would you sort of like to see sex embody in storytelling? I would like to, you know, to embody real life, you know, show, show a little bit of nudity, show a hard on. Sure. Show it going in the, into the ass. That's it. Insertion. That's it. And then everything else panned out and, you know, let's see them get all sweaty all over each other. Don't show anything else. Show one insertion, little second of it. And then, let it go. And actually, this is an interesting. This is an interesting thing because um, a lot of the women who watch gay porn, um, and I was surprised by this because you know you you read things and you hear things and they don't like like and I think and then I think this is actually true of a lot of gay men too, which is why I don't understand why porn companies do it. But um, a lot of the women that I talked to said that they like to see the first insertion because they want to know how tender it is, like how mm-hmm. how caring the top is you know, or, or how excited the bottom is. And that, actually that kind of surprised me because I just figured that they didn't want to see it at all. Cause I always see tweets about hands and kissing and I'm like, okay, that, you know, that, that, that makes sense. So don't generalize actually, as I think my, my lesson for today, but no, this is, this is interesting. So I wonder, I wonder why does porn like do the whole undercarriage cam all the time? Is it just habit now? Because I, I mean, I even hear you. There, we got a porn star. We've got a not porn star, young gay <laughs> man. Um, I've talked to older gay men. I've talked to younger gay men. I hear everyone saying we want romance. We want this. We don't really care about watching the dick go in the butt. So why does it show? Why do we show it all the time, Dakota? What do you think? Because they need footage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the shade. Yes, <laughs> they, they they need footage. They need something that'll take up fifteen minutes. That's okay. Time. That's true. That's true. Uh, Dakota is pointing out a very sad fact, which is that if you have two guys that do not have chemistry, sometimes you have to show the same thing over from a different angle. Um, so yeah, different angle, Honestly, different positions. Yeah, that that is what gets me going when watching porn. If I'm seeing like raw, intense passion, there's nothing stopping me from you know getting erect or getting aroused is do you think that's why amateurs everyone's like oh we i I like amateur porn is it because there's to me there's like 90 percent shit in the amateur porn category i don't i'm not trying to be mean or anything it's just most people can't film sex without help and do it well yeah but do you think it really depends it really depends on you know like what what they're filming and how they're filming it so but do you think that golden 10 percent that makes up for everything else is Passion is some, some sort of, you know, that kind of raw intimacy that you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. It feels, it feels, it feels more real. Definitely. Brendan, I know you don't watch porn, but let's assume for a minute that you did. 
um, what would you like, what would, what would inspire you? Do you think that you would like it to be two real boyfriends? Do you think that you would like it to be nice production value? Like where do you sort of find your visual inspiration for the um, naughties? It depends on my mood. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes two boyfriends would be nice. Um, I do have to agree. Like if I see passion, that is what I care about. See, uh, I'm going to start a revolution. I, I, it's, a, it's official because like, I just, I think that there are a lot of, and I'm using old guys here, not in the age sense, but just people that have done porn for a long time. Like the, these are the same people that were doing porn in the nineties when the internet came around. And I don't know. I, I think everyone has gotten into a really bad habit and I think we keep buying it because as much as we say all these things, I think that we also, we all like shiny objects. So a new cute butt, you know, a new big dick. Uh, yeah, I think people, I think people buy stuff for that. Um, you know, I think that's why they have the assembly line over at men.com and they just keep, you know, minting out a new scene every day or something. But I, I, I think that everyone has now pretty much spoken. It's time for something different. Yeah. Like most of the time I actually don't even watch porn because I'd rather have a fantasy. So like I'll literally just look at photos and be like, I'll rewrite I can, it. Yeah, I can just build exactly. something in my mind around your body. Let me just do that. Real Sometimes, quick. so actually, for for the longest time, the hottest thing that I could find was photos, uh, and because I I write my own stories. Dakota, like, is that true for you as well? It wasn't photos; it was gifts. Mm. Oh yeah, those are also good. Yeah. Do oh you find Do you find yourself creating a story? Do you find yourself sort of creating a fantasy? And you're simply using, you know, maybe a, a cute butt or something or a cute face as the building block? I can. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I think, this is a, I think this is a sign. I think that we're starved for connection and good content. And I think, I think, and this is, this is my own opinion, that uh, every, every, what I'm hearing from everybody is that what you guys like is a context. Like, you don't just want two people fucking. You want to know why we're fucking, how we're fucking, what's the point of the fucking, what's the whole setup. Um, you know, and I don't mean, here's the pizza. I mean, like, who are these two people and why are they connected in this very intimate way? Um, oh yeah. I, I want to see actual character development in a porn. And then I want to see where that leads, why that leads to this person fucking this person. And then what happens after that? What, you know, cause and effect happens from them fucking. That's what I want to see in a porn. I want to be, you know, driven into it i don't just want to watch people just having sex willy-nilly for no fucking reason just to have sex preach amen for some reason that just reminded me of a meme that i saw on facebook i think it was and it was like when you're trying to get off real quick so you fast forward the video and then you see them eating ass and you're like crap i missed an integral part of the story (laughs) i love that i love that i love that (laughs) meme so true i love that meme. so true yeah yeah um well, I think we'll we'll kind of leave it here for today. Like I said, the the check check into the Twitter feeds because um, uh, you know I, I'm preaching, but I'm also preaching with purpose. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll have some cool stuff to show you. Uh, and of course we've got Brendan still at what the Brendan. Oh run? no, I actually you changed it. I don't know which ones I changed. <laughs> some of them are still the Brendan John. I know my Instagram is now Brendan Girl. John Music. Oh, Brendan John Music. Okay. Yeah, because remember we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, we were like. Do you think it's taken? I don't know. So then I found out it's not taken. I think, wait, I 
pretty sure that I might have changed my Twitter. <laughs> I know that I changed Facebook as well to Brendan John Music. Okay, so we've got Brendan John Music on Facebook, on Instagram, and we're checking the Twitter. Nope, Twitter's still the Brendan John. Well, it's because you guys did not, you, like, you know, we love you. I know how many of there you are. Like, please talk to me. I'm so lonely. No, but seri- seriously, you, I, I love it when I get feedback. I got a couple people this week. They were saying that they had just discovered the podcast and it was awesome. One person called us the, our, the us their spirit animal. So I, I took... Yeah. Oh, I like being spirit animal to someone. I took that. I took that to heart. Uh, Dakota, uh, how are we finding you these days? It's uh, what's your twitters and stuffs? You're still finding me on Twitter, twitter.com/slash Dakota underscore Wolf with an E triple X. Okay. Um, and so uh, we are going to be coming back at you next week for the fifth. This is the fifth Friday in a month. We have a. This is one of those special months where we have five Fridays in the same month. So. Oh, shit. And, uh, of course, happy Earth Day to everyone. Please, um, you know, watch out for your carbon emissions and try and not to destroy sure the Earth by tomorrow. make sure that you throw everything out of your car and onto the ground. Yeah. And, oh, God. You know, just roll around in it. Uh, so let me know if you have any suggestions for uh, people that you'd like to hear on the air, for specials, for one-on-ones. And from everyone here at GSC Friday, we'll say have a great weekend.